Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Get Off My Lawn podcast. It's Thursday night. It is not 8 o'clock. However, we are right on time. We had already said we were going to go a little bit late tonight because we had a, a prior engagement that couldn't move any earlier in the night. And so we wanted to make sure that we had enough time to get back and get in here and get the studio lit up. So it worked. All is good. We're here now. We're happy. Everything is awesome. And we're able to uh, to get things started on time, just this one time. Moving forward, we'll be at the normal time, Thursdays, 8 p.m. Central Time, which, as uh, everybody knows, is the only time zone that matters. And anybody who says otherwise lives in a different one. So, all right. A <laughs> uh, couple things that we want to go over, just like always. First of all, um, we're on Facebook Live. So the 30-day the jail sentence wasn't all of the restrictions that I got slapped on me. Uh, we also had an extra 30 days where we couldn't go live. And so that is finally over. We're able to go live and not have to uh, repost the, the pre-recorded videos up on the Facebook pages. So unfortunately with Twitter in the works, I'm only on one of the Facebook pages. It is on the Sandhills media page. The, uh, the get off my lawn podcast page. We'll have to get the, the replay because we're over there on the Twitter page as well. So let me just do this. I need to go over here to Twitter like I always do and find this and pin it to the top. So it's the top one, replacing the other one. So that's the current one. So anybody that wants to share the Twitter page, it is live right there and it stays at the top of the profile feed. And then you can catch us of course over on the, uh, the Facebook side or the YouTube side. So I see that there's lots of commenting going on already out there, which is good. Uh, if you are joining us live, we would love it if you would leave some comments on any of the three platforms, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Uh, we want to know that you're out there, that you're watching, and uh, we want to be able to uh, converse with you. Although if it is Twitter, bear with me. Those don't feed directly into the StreamYard, and they have to. Uh, I have to see those popping up on the... Uh, on the Twitter tab here on my computer. So those will take a little bit longer. I can't put them on the screen, but if you're on Facebook or YouTube, we can put your comments right up on the screen, just like <clears> the <throat> green banner that says, leave a comment. Also, please hit the share button, hit the like button. If you haven't uh, subscribed to us on YouTube or followed us on Twitter or Facebook, please do so. And uh, if you need to reach out, you can always email nesandhillsmedia at gmail.com. Never mind. The uh, noisy dog wagging her butt behind me. She's trying to uh, play with her toy and make a noise in the back. So bear with the puppy. Um, she hasn't had a lot of time with us tonight, so I didn't want to shut her out. All right. Also, um, we are a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Very, uh, very proud to be part of, of that as well. Uh, you can go check out this podcast along with all kinds of great freedom-related, two-way-related podcasts. Um, over there at sdrn.us. Uh, great stuff. Go check it out after this is done, uh, unless you can multitask, because we want you to hang out with us too. Uh, so those are great things. And then you know what? I figured out, even though this is episode 106, so I should have done this 105 episodes ago, but I finally added the banner that I could put up on the screen with our disclaimer. So before I progress, the views and opinions expressed on this podcast belong to the individual expressing them and do not reflect the views of any of our sponsors. We are not offering any legal or medical advice. 
especially since we're talking about the bug. And, you know, you got to be careful when you say things on YouTube and Facebook a little bit, but especially YouTube, that they don't think you're offering any kind of medical advice or they'll take down um, the whole show. Uh, any of you that know the show, The News and Why It Matters, if you watch it on YouTube, some days you miss a huge chunk of it because they cut it out when it goes on to YouTube um, because they can't show it because it's talking about the bug or something like that. So we just, we don't want to get into that. We don't want to get shut down before we even get going. Uh, so, uh, so that's why we got to say we're not medical professionals. We're not legal professionals. We're not offering any legal or medical advice. We're just talking of our own experiences, our own opinions and, and such as that. So, Financial advice, um, invest in lead and copper and brass. That's my financial advice. Um, also, blued steel or nickeled steel or stainless steel, even polymer, fine, whatever you like. Um, all those great precious metals, too, that that uh, that make up those precious firearms that we love that, that shoot the lead and the brass and the, and the copper. So... Uh, real quick here, we will bring our uh, our panel onto the screen and Brady Bunch it here. So we've got <clears> the <throat> usual suspects. I sent the link out to a lot of people. Um, if you're watching and you want to hop in and join us and you didn't get a link, um, put a comment out there in the chat and we will uh, we'll try to get you a link here so you can join us as well if you didn't get one. Um, so uh, uh, that way we get to... Uh, we can have more people if if anybody wants to jump in here. I try not to slight anybody. If you didn't get a link, it's not because we don't love you. It's just because uh, sometimes I I don't get everybody included. So real quick here, we will introduce uh, first and foremost, uh, if you're looking at the screen, to, uh, to the right of me on my left, we've got uh, one of the two most eligible bachelors in the capital city of Lincoln. Defense dad's in the house. How are we, sir? Maybe. Oh, there he is. Oh, not too bad. I'd be doing a lot better if my computer would cooperate with me. But other than that, pretty good. Good. Well, you made it, and that's all that matters. So Defense Dad was going to be my backup uh, to start the show as the, the semi-fully official co-host. Fully uh, semi-automatic. Fully semi-official co-host. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, the, the problem is his computer was uh, giving him fits, and luckily we were here on time, so it all worked out. Uh, moving back down below, um, we've got Travis P. Eleven, the other most eligible bachelor in the capital city of Lincoln, Nebraska. Come on, sir. Man. Yeah, how you doing, man? You good? Doing good. Doing great. Good, good, excellent. Doing all right. Uh, just excited for tonight's discussion and just seeing how lives have changed, if at all, since uh, you know things went down two years ago. So it's, it's yeah. interesting times we're living in. That's all yeah, I can say. It. And on top of the precious metals, you should probably invest in canned goods. Also, I'm just saying it's always a good idea to yeah, have some non-perishable chili MREs, something that'll keep yeah. a while. Freeze dried. Diesel. Diesel's a good investment right now too. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> gosh, I was just well, Pat. We'll get to you in a second, but I was just talking to my dad last night, and we were trying to to decide which is going to be the cheaper way to keep paying the high priced highway diesel or just take a chance of running the farm fuel in your pickup on the road and then paying the fine. But we couldn't remember what the fine is for, for, I'll look it up. I'll for driving it. with dyed yeah. fuel in, in your, uh, in your tank on the highway. So, okay. Um, okay. Cause, cause dad's got some diesel, uh, 
the still left over that he had contracted at like a dollar nineteen or something like that, and plenty of diesel that he contracted for. I don't know. It was it was well under four dollars at the time. So <laughs> Gary says, it says uh, "Hey, it says two hundred fifty dollars to twenty five hundred, depending on the existence of previous violations. So if it's only two fifty, no kidding. Yeah, two hundred fifty dollars. Now again, is, we were you know, we are not advising anybody to break the law. We would never do that. So <laughs> Travis would never do that. No, and I don't know anything about farm diesel or farming in general. So I'm the last person you would ask about Gary this. Diesel is quite a volatile investment right now. So yeah, yep. not as volatile as, as gasoline would be. Um, mm -hmm. So also, before uh, I lose track here, we've got Pat coming to us from the bunker in the undisclosed location. We still don't know where that bunker is, and that's by design. He ain't telling. How are you? Uh, not too bad. <clears throat> I was pat in a field about 15, 20 minutes ago and literally just got out of the field. So uh, I'm, I was kind so, of glad that it started a little bit late because it made me on time. <laughs> but you haven't had supper yet is what you're saying. Uh, a couple of power bars while in the field and uh, doing, doing what I can. Eating where I can. Mountain Dew. Doesn't count. That doesn't count. No, I'll drink to that. Don't do sugar anymore. I, I just don't do that anymore. Definitely the power bars and some power drinks that aren't too sugary. But so, so I have a confession. I've got the Mountain Dew here with my cool little Cyber Dyer flak jacket on it, but it's nice. It's not the real Mountain Dew. I finally had to start adulting and cut out some of the sugar out of my life too. I'm sweet enough as it is, though. So. You got that right. <laughs> Thanks, Travis. Uh, <laughs> all right. So real quick before we jump in here, um, let's find out. Who do we have out there in the chat? G-Webs was the first up over on the YouTube side. Pat's out there and in here. Rich White's out there. Sandhill Sweetheart is in the chat. And in her uh, producer's seat, just off camera where you can't see her the way she likes it. Uh, Mike's out there. Blitz is out there. Who else do we have? agorizers in the house jeff moeller's out there kathleen's over on facebook hey kathleen how are you we miss you you should come back in fact not just come back you should come to nebraska um gizzard gary's out there seems like i saw oh patriot in the dark's in there too uh so uh so yeah throw those uh um comments out there and and uh we will we'll get them up on the screen if they pertain to the conversation we don't get too far past it and if you have questions throw those in there as well rich white does say according to some left-wing journalist we're all at fault for the high cost of diesel if we didn't have to have food diesel would be cheaper is their theory so it's our fault that uh we keep buying stuff and they have to keep putting diesel in the trucks to deliver it so if you guys would just stop buying stuff and tank the economy then diesel would come back down along with everything else including the value of all of our money uh so we can't have that well, I'll say this to him. How about you stop breathing air? <laughs> That'd give the rest of us more. Well, it might not do much for the cost of diesel, but you won't need it. So Stop farting. It'll stop global warming. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Sorry. Don't eat a cheeseburger because it melts the ice caps. So. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. All right, so um, real quick again before I uh, before I forget about this, we do have a sponsor helping us go live on multiple platforms. Again, we're on the Facebook side, so if you're not 
if you haven't gone over to the Sandhills Media Facebook page, you need to do so. Go right now um, and uh, like the page and, and follow the page and share the video with everybody. Um, because I didn't share tonight's video across the Facebook groups and stuff. So feel free to go do that yourselves. Uh, I can do it after the fact too, but we won't get the, the live comments in there then. Um, somebody's playing with buttons. Who made him an admin? Oh, that was me. Um, real quick here. So uh, we'll put this up on the screen. Tonight's show is brought to you by Garrett Keel over at Open Country Firearms in Osmond, Nebraska. Garrett's goal with Open Country was to create a great storefront and assist responsible gun owners in new and used purchases, custom orders, transfers, and more. He's always been an advocate for the Second Amendment and thought opening his own gun store would be an excellent way to help shooters get what they want and connect with new people. Call Garrett at 402-841-0970 or visit OpenCountryFirearms.com for some of the best deals on new and used firearms, ammunition, and suppressors. And make sure that you let him know that you heard about him over here, that we sent you over there. Uh, and those of you who uh, who are not local to Northeast Nebraska, get in touch with him. See what he's got. He's got always got some great stuff on hand now that the FFLs can get stuff back on hand. And I tell you what, I will put his prices up against almost anybody unless there's some huge Brownells or, or Bud's Gun Shop has some huge, you know, dealer or factory direct. Um, sale that smith and wesson is offering rebates or something through pete brownell or something like that but anything else if it's just the normal price stuff uh he's gonna make you as good a deal as any of those big box stores will uh so go check him out because because uh he's not uh he's not gonna rake you over the coals um same thing with ammo prices he just uh, he doesn't gouge any more than than what he needs to to make his profit so that's it um all right, so let me pull that back off the screen, and we will uh, pop back over here and get the comments back on there. Um, so I see a few people going around back and forth, entertaining each other. Kathleen says she's thought about coming to Nebraska. Uh, stop thinking about it and and just do it. Let us know when you're going to be up here, and uh, we'll we'll hang out. We'll figure out some cool party type item to to do it. Um, and we'll uh, we'll get you we'll get something figured out. Any of you guys that are from out of state, if you're going to be in Nebraska, let us know you're coming through. We'll see if we can get together. Scheduling all summer is crappy on weekends, but we'll do what we can. Um, those of you that are going to uh, Thunder on the Prairie, again, we're hoping to meet all of you there um, at least afterwards. More to come on that. We'll talk about that uh, down at the bottom of the episode. Uh, we're going to get some uh, some other stuff going on here. So okay some of you may be aware of this a couple years ago there was a little bit of an outbreak of some sort of bug and a few people got sick and it it shut down a, a few stores a few businesses across the world um and if you aren't aware of that where in the world have you been not on this planet because it literally has affected every corner of of the world it, Maybe not the scientists in Antarctica, but I it's been going on for two years. So I'm thinking that none of them have been down there for that long. And here, here. Um, so sorry, dog. I got distracted. Um, 
so it's it's really affected everybody at this point in some way, shape, or form. Uh, if you lost somebody very dear to you because of the bug, we don't want to make light of it. We're not here to discuss whether or not it was real. It was real. It's a real bug. It's a real sickness. We're not here to make light of that. And if you did lose somebody from it, then, uh, of course, uh, you do have our condolences. So, but here's the thing, especially as firearm owners, I mean, we all have been affected um and almost the whole at least the whole country has been affected in some way shape or form when it comes to firearms ammo that kind of stuff even the people that that don't own the guns um have have seen a few repercussions ripple through but uh the first and foremost thing is i mean we saw guns fly off the shelves ammo fly off the shelves right? Because what is there 20 or 30 million of you out there who, uh, who are now firearm owners who weren't before the bug? Uh, I don't know what else to call it. Ronavitis, I don't think will get me into trouble, but it's not like everybody doesn't know which one I mean that. Yeah. That one, the one that shut the world down that bug. Um, so, uh, that's what I want to talk about tonight is just, how life has changed for those of us who own guns, how life has changed for anybody out there. I haven't seen anyone in the comments yet who I don't think uh, was, was already a, a gun owner, but I would love to get this episode over to some folks who are first time gun owners and hear from them either tonight live during the chat or even afterwards. Uh, if you know someone who bought a gun because of the bug and, and the craziness that ensued around it. Um, not only that, there was there was some other stuff that happened with uh, George Floyd getting killed and uh, and a few other people getting killed. And you know, we had the summer of love that uh, was was mostly peaceful, even the arson and the the looting and the the people that got beat up and killed and stuff. Mostly peaceful though. Um, even even the the arson was mostly peaceful arson, and it was mostly peaceful uh um gang beatings that were happening to people and even in kenosha mostly peaceful um protesting there uh mostly peaceful skateboard that hit the kid across the head and mostly peaceful um so it, it, again if you know somebody who bought a gun because of all this and uh, didn't have one before and now has one uh i'd like to hear from them i'd like for them to reach out to me uh give me just one second liberty no lay down lay down lay down but dad, I need attention right now. Um, all right. So, so yeah, have them reach out to us or, or yeah, share this with them even tonight. So, all right. Um, I don't want to go around the horn. I hate doing that. We're just going to have a discussion. We're four guys just sitting around a table around a campfire or whatever, just talking. Um, we'll get the stuff on the screen as we need to with the rest of you guys are sitting around our campfire talking with us too. Um, so how, how's the bug affected us personally, um, as far as ammo purchases, firearm purchases, lack of purchases, that's a big one for me is just flat out. I haven't been purchases inning anything lately for ammo. Uh, I'll start. Uh, I was barely getting into all this stuff when the, all this crap happened. Because, as you know, everybody knows I was newer to this. So I had not yet started stockpiling or I, 
you know, just getting in, in, in any sort of, I, I was still kind of, God, cat, sorry. <laughs> My dog, your cat. Uh, I was one of those that, you know, I, I was going to go shoot 300 rounds that night. I just go to Walmart and buy it. And then Walmart stopped selling it. I had just started to buy in bulk when all this stuff happened. Um, so I kind of learned the hard way. Luckily I, I got in and did it be you know, just before the, the crunch came and I was able to get several thousand rounds <laughs> of ammo before it went up to $40 a box and just couldn't get it. But it's been a, it's been a hell, heck of a learning curve for me. Yeah. What about you guys? Go ahead, Travis. I was going to say, for me, um, you know, I was already running my, my gun channel before all this craziness happened. And so uh, I, I just had been watching the prices. And right after the election, you know, we had just, well, right after, well, what should I say, post-election, you know, after Trump got elected, we started, there was a bit of a, a lot of purchasing right before the election and then Trump won. And then, you know, it took a while for inventory to get replenished and gun to get replenished. And a couple of years into it, like prices were dropping off. We were seeing guns just practically being given away, you know, on, online and stuff when you buy them. Uh, so I was buying ammo at, you know, incredibly cheap prices. I was watching some of my old videos. And it's 2017. I was buying cases of nine millimeter remanufactured, I think for, for 119 delivered. <laughs> and so for a thousand rounds. So, I mean, I was, I was stocking up. Of course, what I have is a consumable commodity I need for my channel because I do shooting in the videos. And so uh, to me, I'm okay, but I'm at a point now where I kind of got down to my last couple thousand rounds in each caliber that I shoot a lot. And so now I'm having to buy and that sucks. But I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I literally was able to, to, to ride this out and still shoot and still make my videos and, you know, do what I wanted to do. But luckily I had the reserves that, you know, the, the crew that I would hang around with in these podcasts would say, Hey, buy now while prices are cheap. And I did, you know, plus I got in before Nebraska started attacking on internet sales tax. And so that saved a lot of money too. Well, I mean, you're supposed to claim it on your taxes, but let's just say yeah. I did. Uh, so anyway, uh, <laughs> internet sales, oh, but I did maybe, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so, so prices are getting better now, but for somebody who wants to shoot a lot, it's still, a, it's, it's become a very expensive hobby unless you're going to do say 22 LR. So, yeah. uh, yeah, that's, I don't shoot as for fun as much as I used to. Um, I mean, I take a little bit less when I take people with me to the range. And then also, you know, because of all the craziness happening and the riding and stuff going on, we had many female family members uh, in my family, I'd mentioned this before, probably about six or eight females that all went and got their carry permit in the same weekend. They all went out to Nebraska shooters, South Lincoln. This was in the fall after all the rioting and stuff was going on. Like about August or September, they're like this, we want to be safe. You know, yes, our husbands and yes, our significant others have firearms, but we want our own. So they all went and got them. And I just remember at that point talking to people, the classes were packed. Concealed carry classes were just packed, you know, yeah. for, for almost for years, literally. And we, it shows in the number of new gun owners that are out there. So now on the other end, we're seeing a ton of used firearms popping up in this, in the cases at the sporting goods stores. And uh, a lot of these look like they've never been fired before. I mean, I'm seeing, I'd see tons of them. Anybody that goes knows the used counters are pretty full at most of your stores. Yeah. So I, it's just been this big roller coaster of, of price fluctuations for the last two years, three years. So that's what I got to say, man. All right. <clears throat> Well, as far as on my end, uh, the little, no, no, right hand, uh, that guy behind me, uh, just getting into more, uh, I don't want to say tactical weapons or anything like that, but upgrading from bolt guns 
or you know, uh, bigger semi-automatic weapon, uh, you know, semi-automatic guns as far as that goes. Um, upgrading to an AR and uh, getting uh, carry, uh, concealed carry handguns and stuff like that. Uh, just trying to up my game a little bit on uh, just better guns in general has been kind of harder and trickier because I got started into that you know, just about the time Defense Dad did, and man, you you could tell the difference on pricing, ammo availability, especially when they were limiting the ammo coming off the shelf. Um, uh, I was usually one of those guys, especially on hunting rounds and stuff. I usually bought the more expensive stuff just because it was cheaper at that time, and now some of that higher end stuff, it's like holy cow. Yeah. So, uh, but I do find myself uh, still buying ammo, but at a lot less at a time, just because I can't, you know, with, I'm a family man, you know, got mm -hmm. several kids and everything. It's, it's hard to justify going out there and buying a bunch of bulk ammo and saying, yeah, well, I'm going to go out and shoot and everything. Well, yeah, I, I would love to. I would love to shoot a lot more because I used to shoot a lot more. But right. it's, you know, it's, it, it's, it's penny pinching time, especially right now. I mean, with the price of gas and everything, I mean, everything's just drove up so far. That... But on the flip side of that, um, I have known and actually taken a couple people to go get their first firearms and show That's them cool. how to operate it and run it. And they went since then have gone out and got their concealed carry. And I'm glad they did because uh, one lives uh, probably pretty dang close to uh, defense dad there in uh, Lincoln. Uh, and, uh, the other one lives in just a rural community just like me, but he does a lot of business where he's on the road and stuff throughout Nebraska. So, yeah, it, it's kind of changed my mindset the way, especially with Kenosha and everything is gone and summer of love. Uh, yeah, it, it just kind of changed my mindset on security and uh, how to protect my family. And myself when I go out, um, I never really thought about any of that really hard, you know. Even being a gun owner before, it just it really makes a guy stop and think. With everything that's been going on the last couple of years, it's just like maybe I need to up my game a little bit and do a little bit more practicing, and maybe have something that, you know, you get into a situation where you accidentally take the wrong turn and all of a sudden there's a mob right out in front of you. Right. You can't back up. You can't get around them. What are you going to do? So, I mean, granted, I live in BFE somewhere in a bunker. But... <laughs> yeah. But you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that you won't ever be in a bigger town. And <laughs> especially if you're not from there, you're not as familiar with the town. That's when you take those wrong streets or, you know, I'll use Omaha for an example. Uh, everybody goes up and down Dodge Street. That's the main one of the main roads going through Omaha, and it takes you downtown Omaha. And that's where, when they when people were protesting in Omaha, it was on that street. 
And uh, so people who are from out of town, everybody knows Dodge. You don't know all maybe some of the other streets that, that get you around places. Um, and even when I use Google Maps or something like that, oftentimes that's still the fastest route through if you're not on the interstate. And so it, it likes to route you down Dodge Street as well. And so um, it's it's I think it's more likely when you're from a smaller area in a big town to take that wrong turn, get into a section of town that you hadn't planned on, that you don't know well, that isn't necessarily a, a safe section of town. And it, especially if my dad's driving, he's got a, a superpower. You get into a, a really big town like St. Louis or something like that. Dad's going to take a wrong turn. We're going to get in a section of town that we're not sure we're going to get out of. And, and I don't mean because the car won't make it. I mean, because we won't make it. Um, been there, done that. Not fun. Don't want to do it again. St. Louis has some great sections and some not great sections. And when you start seeing uh, streetlights knocked out and <laughs> streets that aren't even paved, you know you went too far the wrong way when you're not on the edge of town. <laughs> um, so where'd that comment go? Uh, Jeff Moeller over on the YouTube side says he can't find any ammo that he can use at a decent price. Um, so what about, uh, practicing more with 22 or something like that? Is anybody out there, you guys on screen or anybody in the comments, if, if you guys switched over to shooting more 22, just to still keep up with sight picture, trigger squeeze, all that kind of stuff, you're breathing, or are you just not shooting or did you have a big enough stock that like, like Travis said, I mean, you were able to get through, but you didn't shoot as much as you wanted to, but you shoot as much as you shot as much as you needed to. So anybody out there switched over to like rimfire and maybe bought the, the equivalent model of your carry gun in a rimfire so that it's cheaper to practice with the same, the same grip and trigger pull and all that. Well, I have, I have uh, practiced with uh, that guy behind me, but the other guy behind me, the lever action on the 22 um, I did have quite a bit of that stuff on hand okay. and uh, just for practice, just to keep the eyeballs in focus and just, just to shoot. Yeah, definitely. Definitely on the old Henry back behind me and the uh, mag 22 sitting up there on the top shelf right there with the scope, just to keep up on the scope. Um, yeah. 22. Yeah. I, I was sitting, uh, I'm still sitting pretty pretty <laughs> so but yeah just to shoot just just to keep the breathing eyes finger just everything in coordination so but as far as the uh, concealed carry handgun uh once a month just trying to keep myself current on it just so that way i know exactly where those sites are lining up hitting that steel or hitting that paper or whatever. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of nine and probably more 22 than anything else. Yeah, for sure. All right. How about you other guys? I've had a little bit of the opposite. Like <clears throat> I do, I was for a while there was running the, the conversion of my AR a lot to run 22 just to, just for fun. Um, and like I put in the private chat, like I'm, I'm going to throw this number out and to some people. This is going to be a number like we'll stop complaining, but like I'm down to about 2,700 rounds of the nine millimeter full metal jacket, not counting, you know, defensive ammo, but to, to someone who reviews guns and does videos and also has a daughter who likes to shoot, 
Yeah. You know, it, she's trying, she's trying to do the opposite. She's, she's ready to graduate from 22 to higher calibers and I'm having to rein her in. Um, so I, I tried as much as I could to shoot 22 if I, if we will go for fun, but for practical purposes, I've had to dig into my stocks and again, I, some people hear that number and they're going to be, well, that's, that's a lot of ammo, but it's really not. You, I, I used to shoot anywhere between 200 and 400 rounds every Friday, uh, back when it was cheap. So I, 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 like I said, I did stockpile bef- when it started hitting, but now I'm like, I feel guilty shooting 50 or hundred rounds when I go out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. How about you, Travis? Yeah, I picked up a Rossi RS-22 just to play around because I have tons and tons of 22 LR that I would just buy boxes of it at Walmart. Not even like I would just get it because it'd be cheap. I'm like, let's get another case of 22, get another case of 22. That was good. Um, as for pistols, no, I still have plenty of 9 and other calibers, so I'm okay there. I haven't picked up a 22 LR pistol other than the Taurus TX-22. Um, you know, I play around with that once in a while. What I had been doing actually was getting into some of the other calibers that I have in my gun safe and in my ammo boxes that I really hadn't shot much. I, I got a ton of 762 by 54R. So I take the Mosin out once in a while. I got plenty of 3030. I take that out and shoot it once in a while. Uh, I learned how to reload 308. So I kind of played around with different calibers in some of my videos. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, as for, and then also, you know, Shane, you also, Defense Dad, you also bought the um, 22 conversion kit, the CMMG kit for your yeah. AR-15. And that, I think that's a good investment. You keep We keep seeing them advertised. Every time they go for sale, Defense Dad here sends me a link. He's like, you better get one. They're like 149 with three mags, you know? And I'm like, okay, so that's only about the, uh, that's a cost of about, you know, maybe 15 boxes of, of 223 anymore. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I can, I can practice all the time with that thing. And I've got numerous ARs I could run it through. I could leave it in one of them all the time. So, you know, converting a gun over your current, you know, rifle to 22 LR or buying a standalone 22 LR AR-15, like an M&P, like a Smith & Wesson is a good idea too. So just so you can keep practicing and playing, you know, a lot of guys say, well, I don't have to, you know, go to the range to, you know, to remember how to shoot or to know how to shoot. But for those of us that enjoy it for the recreation mm-hmm. of it, for the fun of getting out of town, getting away from things for the challenge of trying to hit a target, you know, it's, it, it does get expensive. It can, you know, especially if you just enjoy shooting. I just like to go to the range and just go. There's a lot of times I go where I don't even take cameras. I just go just for the enjoyment of shooting. So, um, yeah. Well, well and- I'll- also, I got that Mantis system, and that made dry fire practice a whole lot more fun. My daughter loves to do it, and then you you do that for a couple of weeks, and then you go out to the range and just make sure what you're practicing is. And all of a sudden, it helps with your accuracy. And so, it, it it's not as fun as going to the range and shooting, but it, it it's a it's a good supplement. I would all say. Mm-hmm. It, it it's one of those things though too, where the people that say, "Well, I don't have to go to the range." to to remember how to shoot well i don't have to drive a car every day either to remember how to do that but it's because i've been driving one for so long um and even though i haven't driven a manual shift vehicle in in years um you know i still know how and provided that it's got a you know a decent shift lever in it i still know how to shift without hitting the clutch and and just let the the rpms do it for me um, so that only comes with practice though. I know how, because I put the time in to learn and don't tell my dad how much I ground gears learning that on one of the old pickups. Uh, he doesn't need to know, but, but that's just it. So maybe you don't need to anymore, but you did at one point, you needed to go to the range to remember how to shoot because it was a new thing for you once. 
and there's so many people out there now who have bought that first gun and and i think we're going to devote a whole a whole episode here in the near future um because i have a vested interest in the topic now but just as far as as the value of training but there's tons of people that went and bought the gun didn't get any training other you know maybe they've maybe they've shot it maybe they haven't you know and it's one of those things where you go to the gun store and, and the guy behind the counter says, Oh, take one of these, you know, it, it's all you need. Just point and pull the trigger, point and shoot. That's it. You don't need to worry about sights. You don't need to worry about aiming or any of that. And honestly, that may be true up to a point, especially at close, close ranges, almost contact distance, but you gotta get some training. You need to know what you're doing. Um, because you're responsible for every bullet that you fire. And if it doesn't hit the target that you are aiming at, then you have no idea what it is going to hit. Um, because you weren't looking there, you were looking at where you thought you were shooting. Um, and even if, you know, depending on what you had to buy for a gun and for ammo, you know, there, there may be something behind your target that you're shooting as well, because you, you know, it, the bullet didn't stop inside your threat. Um, and so you still need to know what you're doing. I mean, we have the right to own these firearms. We have the right to own them without taking any kind of training or passing any kind of background checks or anything like that. Uh, we can argue all people want to about Nick's checks, but we have the right enshrined in our constitution protected by that document bestowed upon us by our creator, just because we, we breathe air. Um, the thing is, if you're going to exercise that right and have that much power that comes from, from that freedom, then you need to accept the responsibility that goes with it. That's all there is to it. And, and we, we harp on that in these circles. We harp on it. We all know it. Most of you are probably nodding your head going, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're preaching to the choir. Okay, fine. Share this with somebody who hasn't heard it, who needs to. Okay. That's why we're saying it. It's not for you. It's for your friends. We're counting on you to hit that share button, please help us grow the best show that no one's watching and make it just the best show. Um, right now we're going out live to tens of people and, and I love all 21 of you, but, uh, there, we, we would like it to be a lot more when we go live every week. Um, and we'll get this back on a, a standard, you know, night and time and not skip weeks. And that'll help a ton too. I know. Um, so, so get that training and, and go out there and, and shoot the gun. Um, but for the people that haven't, I mean, yeah, that, that really has a bearing on what you end up owning for a firearm. Right. Um, and just my own personal experience, I only bought one firearm because I was worried and, and it wasn't because of the bug. It was because, uh, well, I saw how stupid people got with the toilet paper um, and the, the alcohol wipes and then the gloves and then the face masks and all that kind of stuff, right? But I also ha saw how stupid people got when, uh, well, you can't have a, a, a political rally, but it's okay if, you know, a few thousand people show up in Omaha at 72nd and Dodge and have a protest and the police, you know, launch tear gas. And it's a mostly peaceful, just get together where the, apparently the protesters and the police were just sitting around, uh, sniffing the tear gas fumes, singing Kumbaya the way they made it sound on the news. It was, it was mostly peaceful. Um, don't go to church either. Don't go to church. Even if you socially distance, we're not going to let you uh, have your worship, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah way, yeah, way overstepping no. of, of yeah. the state power there <laughs> yeah. or the city or whatever. Um, but I only bought 
one gun because of the summer of love. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And I, I told Sandhill sweetheart, I said, we don't know. I mean, we're seeing a taste of how crazy people can get, but we have no way of knowing if a movie like the purge that honestly, I have a hundred percent belief that that is not that far fetched with the right conditions and the breakdown of, of, you know, local government or state governments. Uh, that's, that's a real thing then, you know, it, it could happen. You know, we've seen tastes of that, like after um, Katrina and a few things like that. So I said, I mean, I have a plan, but the problem is if, if we need some protection to bug out, you know, we've got a couple pistols, which is great if people are, you know, within 50 yards or so, um, and a few hunting rifles and a few rimfires, and that's it. We don't have anything that's actually designated as a good defensive rifle. So that's when I bought my AR, which you guys can go back on the, on the, uh, at least on YouTube, I don't remember on Facebook, but on YouTube, you can go back and see some of the, the videos that we've done with the AR and some of the chats that we've talked about ARs and stuff now that I'm an AR owner. Um, and here, here's how smart I am when it comes to ammo. Okay. This was early 2020 spring of 2020. And, uh, I bought the AR and I, and I bought it from Garrett over at open country and I said, what do you have for ammo? You know, and he's like, well, right now I've got it for 40 cents around, you know, $400 for a case of a thousand. And I said, oh my gosh, it's gone up that much. I'm not paying 40 cents around for that stuff. I'm sorry. I never claimed to be smart kids. You can okay? pay 600 now. It's fine. Yeah, it's, worry, it's, it's fine. Yeah. It's, 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 it's come back. steel case, cents. whatever, you know. <laughs> I mean, there was a, there was a period where steel case was a dollar around. The brass case was was higher than that. So, so, yeah, it's coming back down. But, again, I mean, I'll be happy if it gets down to the price that I refused to pay before, right? Eight bucks for a box of 20 or, or 400 for a case of 1,000. I mean, that's – people would just – would mob a store that had it for that price right now if, if it got out. Um, everything else that I've bought hasn't been because of, of the bug or the panic or anything like that. It's, it's because – as most of you know, I started up a new instructor business, sandhillsdefense.com. Go check it out. Uh, so I bought some stuff that, that I'm going to need for training tools. A lot of rimfire. Um, bought, uh, bought the Glock 44, which is a 22. Not not the 45 that's a 9 or the 43 that's, that's excuse me, the 42 that's a 380, but the 44 that's a 22. If you don't know anything about Glock models, that didn't make sense. If you do know anything about Glock models, that still might not have made any sense because they don't always make sense to people. Um, I also bought a uh, a Taurus tracker in 22 long rifle as well, um, just because those are my go-to for, for two reasons. Number one, it's cheap to feed those for a new shooter. And then, of course, the lack of recoil, uh, it, it just it all but eliminates recoil as a factor when people are learning sight picture, uh, sight picture and, uh, holding steady and, and that kind of stuff and trigger, um, squeeze, press, pull, whatever word you want to use. Um, but, uh, you know, all those things are great. Love that little Glock 44, same size and shape as a Glock 19 fits all the same holsters. Just absolutely love that gun, especially for a new, especially for a new shooter, but, but for me too. Um, and so, uh, so those, those have been the, the big gun expenses that I've bought recently since the bug. So um, not so much for necessity in, 
just surviving life, but, but, uh, in, as investments for the new business, um, a few comments out there that I did want to get to, um, where'd it go to, I, I don't want to shame Sandhill's sweetheart, but she's the one that put the comment out there for the world to see. She doesn't <laughs> remember the last time she shot her 380 easy. Um, we need to get that changed. Although, um, she's still recovering from uh, last week's, um, eye surgery. So it'll be a little bit before she can see the front sight well enough to, to go back out to the range, but that's it's healing nicely. Not as fast as she wishes it would, but, uh, all the checkups have, have said, Nope, it, it's looking great. So got to go back tomorrow and hopefully they'll take the, the con the bandage contact lenses out. Um, and then everything should be a lot better. Um, Gary says 380 ACP has been not only hard to find, extremely expensive for a couple years now i am starting to see that finally come down we were in omaha over uh last monday it was and um had a quick down trick down to the doctor and back and had some downtime between labs and the doctor appointment so we went over to guns unlimited which they're not a sponsor i don't get paid to plug them but they're a great little shop over there off of uh 120th and l they're in Omaha and they've got some pretty good prices on, on some pistol ammo and, and shields had some pretty good prices now too. Um, even my, uh, my American gunner 124 grain plus P, um, carry ammo for, for nine millimeter. That's, that was down right at 20 bucks a box and it's a 25 round box from, from Hornady. So, um, that stuff's coming back down finally and 380 is as well. Um, so let's see where did dj play nice was just tearing it up in the comments a little bit where did uh he was talking about what really happened in omaha versus what you know the media was was making it out to be yeah well and he was saying in south central nebraska pat probably doesn't have to worry too much no. about mobs um mobs of cattle maybe or some unruly i, I don't know ostriches I mean, those of llamas. That, that know where yeah. i came from uh it, it used to be literally known as mob county and if you don't know where that is, look up Mob County, Nebraska, and you'll see some good some good history from where I came from. Um, but uh, yeah, 72nd and Dodge is where a lot of celebration or protest happens. Um, where else did he go to? No part of Omaha, up to and including that intersection, are impassable more than a few times each decade. Police presence uh, is always strong, and the Husker National Championship parties aren't as frequent as they used to be. <laughs> hashtag uh fml uh, uh, so yeah and gwebs is uh dropping some some uh truth some knowledge bombs, truth some nuggets knowledge knowledge, yeah. knowledge nuggets street knowledge there. since shooting 45 acp is twice as good as shooting nine millimeter you can get more value from shooting decent calibers and save money while having more fun in the long run so if it's twice as good then i only have to shoot it half as much is that how that works g um not sure. I don't know about saving money. I've been shooting my 45 quite a bit lately, but it's a lot more expensive than 90. I've still. been pricing that stuff in the store just on the off chance that I actually get a 1911 bot because it will be in the Lord's caliber if I do. Um, but, you know, at the same time, yeah, that's going to be a little more expensive to feed than than any of my nines are. Um, but I'll, I'll never admit to buying a 1911 in 9mm just because it matches all my other ammo. Although that that could happen too. We'll have to see. Uh, I got one. All right. Well, if if 
Defense Dad has one, then I don't have to turn in my man card if I buy one, right? Is that how that works? Uh, and G had a, an honest question. Uh, how long would 2,600 rounds last? How much would 2,600 rounds be worth if the shit, if the stuff hit the proverbial fan? Sorry, kids. Sorry, right, man. Um, tomorrow or next week or next month. Uh, in his opinion, numbers are relative. A thousand rounds per gun minimum. That's what we've always said in the past before we had to worry about most of the peaceful summers of love. Um, but I mean, and that's the thing. When uh, when this all hit, I had, excuse me, before this stuff happened, I had a just a ton of nine millimeter. And six months later, I hadn't shot any of it. Same number, okay. I had almost none, just because of, yeah, it's relative, right? Circumstances change, and and what I used to have was a lot because if I needed more, I could always go and pick it up, right? All of a sudden turned into, oh my gosh, I've got just a tiny amount. I wish I could get more. I can't get more. You know, it's it's one of those things where you don't appreciate what you have until it's gone or you can't get any more of it, right? So yeah, I was type of deals. I mean, I was used to like I said, I hadn't really stocked, but when I started buying it in bulk, I could buy around a thousand rounds of it between 175 and 200. So I stocked up on those. And then I shot then but then I got to where I'm, you know, not comfortable getting too far much further down. So yeah, his question's pretty valid because it's not gonna last very long if something did happen. I was gonna touch on something. You asked if anybody bought guns during the during the cough cough uh, just because they thought they just just like as a just in case. Uh-huh. I bought a lot of guns during the cough cough. I only bought one specifically for that reason. That was my revolver, because I didn't have one yet. And I thought I should have one revolver. You should. Just because that was about when the time when he was trying to get the, you know, magazine restrictions accomplished, that sort of thing. I was like, well, if that if that passes, I at least want to have one revolver. Yeah. Everything else, like you were able to still be able, at least I was, still could find good deals on guns during all this stuff. Um, well, stuff did sell out, though. Defense, yeah. You, you, you're, we saw that firsthand. We remember going in, and everything was gone, including the black powders, and all the shotguns were gone. Yeah, people were if, buying if you like look, you know, twenty-six inch goose guns just to have something in their right. home. They didn't care what it was. Not that that doesn't work, but it's not ideal. But if, but. <laughs> if you didn't panic buy, like everything I bought during the whole yeah. thing, I bought a substantial good deal. The problem was, if you didn't already have the ammo, you had a gun that no, you're not going to shoot. Yeah. yeah, a lot of the a lot of the, the dealers were putting back ammo just for the customers so when they bought the gun. They could buy a one box max, just right. add something to go out the door with it. Yeah, yeah but so I saw that in a lot of stores where we have yeah. ammo, but we're not selling it without the gun. buy a gun. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And and we don't have we're we we do not have a case of ammo to sell you. I'm sorry. But yeah. what we have is is single boxes. And so so yeah. Um we we're talking about the purge a little bit ago. G Web says uh, the fake movie The Purge depends on an apathetic, inept citizenry. However, in the USA, the reason why none of that ever happened is because we almost all value each other and will not stand for chaos. And and I believe that is true. Um, up to a point, I mean, we've seen we've seen how some people don't value each other, um, and and some do, and that's one of the dividing lines lately. I think um, that people are kind of you know putting a line in the sand and saying whatever the topic is, you know, this side values life and this side doesn't. Um, the problem is both of them are pointing across the line at each other. 
saying, well, we value life and you don't. No, we value life and you don't. And so, yeah, a lot of stuff's going on lately. Uh, he said they engineered a few situations and focus on the extreme results, which are not true reflections of 99% of the USA. And I would definitely say that is true. Um, DJ said it was more than mostly peaceful in Omaha. It was almost violence-free. Property damage was far more limited in location and scope than what people may believe based on exaggerated coverage. Uh, I didn't see any coverage exaggerated or not. The info I got was from a relative who lives uh, just uh, a few blocks away from the Walmart there on South 72nd. Or not South, but South of Dodge on 72nd. Um, and she was close enough to that intersection that uh, when the wind was just wrong, she had to shut her windows one of those nights because her eyes were watering because the tear gas was, was blowing in. And so she, I mean, she stayed home. She didn't go down there and look at it or whatever. And I didn't really get a whole lot of info other than, you know, um, a relative who, who lives just less than a, less than a mile away from there. Um, <laughs> Blitz says, if you, I, I'm guessing it's if you have a 1911. You have to yell two world wars, though. So back-to-back -back World War champion, 1911. World War champion. <laughs> John Moses Browning designed. Um, yeah, one of the few handguns that has been over, well, over 110 years ago now that it came out. And they've, I mean, they've really barely tweaked the design of the thing at all. And what they have tweaked is somewhat just making the safety ambidextrous adding a memory bump onto the the grip safety and nothing huge you know has, has really been tweaked in the design going to the series 80 maybe but we could have probably a whole nother night's discussion about series 70 versus series 80 and the pros and cons of each but we won't get into that um blitz says 2011s are legit however inflation is destroying fun money right now which is fun um yeah Jeff says he bought six. I don't know if that's six rounds of ammo or six, six guns or anything. Yeah. Uh, now I do, and I'm not going to out Jeff, but uh, he may or may not have shown me uh, a six gun that he bought um, at a gun show that, that we ran into each other. So uh, may or may not have happened. He may or may not have that still. And, and it, that's not my place to out him what he buys and what he doesn't. But um, cool six gun. Just saying. A real one, not not like a Colt, but Colt replica, not a double action, an actual. I can understand not being able to find the ammo that you need, Jeff. If if you got to have forty five Colt, um, that is still, I think, a little scarce on the shelves. I haven't seen a lot of that lately. Um, you know, John, another part of the industry that's got affected by it heavily too, I think, was uh, people that were buying reloading supplies because they yeah. they thought, well, if nine's too expensive, and I know this is true because I did a video, and I'm not just plugging it, but I did a video years ago called how much does it cost to reload nine millimeter just for the sake of just talking about how much it costs to reload nine millimeter. Cause everybody always says they can buy it cheaper than reload it. Well, that video was two years old when everything hit. And then that's video just skyrocketed over like a year. And it's like, okay, somebody is really getting interested in getting into reloading. I started getting more comments on that video. And so I think that, and then also I remember going into shields and like, you know, they're out of powder, they're out of all the brass, like bullets were gone. There was no nine. So I think people were like, thinking, well, if I can't buy it, I'll just make my own. But then, you know, primers, you know, that those just disappeared, basically. Now, again, I know there's a bunch of reloaders sitting out there saying, well, that's why you should have got into it years ago, or that's why that's why I've been doing it. Well, 
not everybody not everybody really knows about it or takes an interest in it. It it is its own art. Okay. And I mean, I just recently got into it just what a year ago. Yeah. Although I'd had I'd had the items to do it for two years. But you know, it, it I think the whole reloading area is just now starting to come back where you can buy most of what you need, you know, on the shelves and stuff if you are a reloader. But if you're one of those reloaders that's been stocking up and you buy you got 50,000 primers you're sitting on. Well, you don't have to worry about that, but not everybody does that, you know? Um, well, and, and another thing too is now that the world's kind of getting back to normal uh, in most of, of the states anyway, um, if you're a trap shooter, you have my condolences on trying to find reloading components, shotgun primers. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was what that, that kept me out of the, out of the trap and skeet um, season last year. Cause I had enough stuff to shoot one season and reload one season and that's it. And I thought then I'm going to have nothing else. Yeah. So I'm like sitting on my, my stock where I could do one season's worth of shooting and I've got one season's worth of shells. Right. Um, and I decided I actually sold my over under because I just decided it wasn't something I want to do. So, yeah. So, um, G webs wants to know, did their eyes water from tear gas I'm talking about a relative, uh, or just some old guys outside on a windy night using some of them old gun cleaning solvents people use before Aegis gun care changed the oh, game. God. Okay, so the way That's I understand it, those old guys live upwind from from there, and so they went inside um, because they actually had like actual mops gear and, and gas masks and stuff like that. Uh, so they were actually inside getting their their stuff on and not cleaning their guns at that point. So it really was the tear gas that blew in. That's the way I understand it. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure that was it. Patriot wants to know, uh, I know you're just here for Sand Hill, sweetheart, but we appreciate your comments. Uh, if I had to tell you to stay away from my girl, she wouldn't be my girl, but uh, Patriot, stay away from my girl. Just saying. It's an ongoing joke. Um, not, not actually worried. Now, be honest, uh, in hitting the fan, how many rounds will you actually be firing? Thousands? A hundred thousands? Or is it just for lasting duration of time? And again, how do you know? How many is enough? I mean, okay, let's say that uh, you've got soldiers on patrol. I know what they typically, I don't know how many rounds they typically carry, but I know that there's a, a, a number of magazines that is typical for a loadout, right? But if you ask a soldier, how many rounds are you going to fire if somebody opens fire on you tonight when you're patrolling? How will they know? They might know the average number, but they're not going to know if they're going to run out or in need resupplied or get pinned down or whatever. How do you know? So I'd rather err to the side of having more than I need. I mean, nobody wants to have less than they need, right? That's, that's why the, that's why these new guns are so popular. The, the Ruger max and the, the shield plus and the, the Hellcat and all these that are coming out with, you know, it, it, it's no longer a, a single stack six rounds in a magazine is is enough for a for a, a carry gun i mean i bought a shield plus because i can use the same holsters and it carries the same and i've got 10 or 13 rounds in a magazine now instead of seven or eight so i mean that 13 round magazine is almost it's within three rounds of my whole loadout with an with a spare mag of the old shield you know and that's just that's just the spare mag so how many is enough? It's really hard to know. He suggests if you have to shoot thousands of times, he suggests you move. I don't disagree with that because of his logic here. 
piles of bad guys bring disease and nobody wants the monkey pox, which apparently no, comes no. from uh, piles of bad guys. Bodily skin on skin. Um, mm -hmm. That's the way yeah. I understand it. So not living on dead, but living on living just so tacos and french fries is yeah. out there in the chat says no primers here i don't remember where you are tacos and french fries that's a lovely looking um ocean scene in your your picture there um Lake California? but Florida. wherever that wherever tacos and french fries lives no no primers there um g web says uh yeah exactly patreon in the dark it is to last forever so um You'll shoot the least ammo possible yeah. in that situation. That's actually true. I mean, if if all you I don't have, think you're going to want to jump into a firefight all the time just for fun. This isn't yeah. Call of Duty. You're going to try to bug out and go someplace where you can avoid <laughs> as many people as possible. I'm going to Pat's. So I'm going to Pat's. We're all going to yeah. Pat's bunker. Um, yeah, you, you could come here because you'd be fairly safe and nobody could find the place. I'm bringing all my food, all my ammo, and all my firearms. We'll, uh, we'll just defend the county. Yep. 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 Um, as far as the age old ammo question goes it just depends on the person it just depends on it, it, there's a lot of variables on it i mean like uh I, I can't remember who was saying before but before everybody thought they had enough and then yep. when all this happened everybody was like oh crap i'm gonna stop shooting limit shooting and try to pick up cheap ammo where i can to keep practiced up and everything it's just it, it, it's a hard question to answer i mean yeah. it really is it's just, it's just that age-old question how much is enough and that goes for just about anything out there not just ammo it's, when it when you there. see blank shelves that changes your thought psychology about purchasing stuff i'll just yeah, say it, when you see when you when you realize wait i can't have this right now it's always been there now it's not well that does ammo, something to a person you know Ammo became, water, right? Yeah. It became the new toilet paper for, for yeah. a lot of us. Blitz says, why yeah. not carry spare drum mag strapped to your chest? If you don't get to them, they turn into reactive armor, which is yeah, pretty, kind of a cool idea. But yeah. no, honestly, I mean, as soon as there was a, a little bit of a panic and a run on ammo, then that spread more panic, spread a bigger run on ammo, right? I mean, Squib talks about the panic buying from the when the assault weapons ban went into place in 94 was it um and so yeah, yeah he, he talks about we, we some of us have lived through one of these before and we know how to stock up and when you go to the store you buy one box at a time or two whatever you can afford and you don't buy it by the case you you stock it up as you can if you can't afford it by the case and yeah i'm gonna start doing that too now i knew it was a good idea but i've also convinced my uh my cfo that it's a good idea now to, to do it a little bit at a time as we can. Uh, and, and she sees the merit as well. So, so now we can, uh, we can start doing that. Um, but uh, so I want to switch gears a little bit now and get to one more topic before we're done here. Um, probably again, it's not going to be any of you out there in the chat. None of you here uh, on the screen, but um Defense Dad, I know you've got a story um, of at least one person. Do, do, it's none of you guys, uh, but do any of you know somebody who who bought a gun for the first time, or in Defense Dad's case, you were just in the gun store or in the sporting goods store uh, when this happened, but people are finding out when they go to buy these guns that it is not easier 
to get these than a library card. And then they're finding out that there are certain things that they, you know, things you can't just walk in and cash and carry things that you, you can't own things that I legally can't just sell to you uh, without going through a dealer, things like that. Uh, did anybody, I don't imagine who's here on the live side anyway, um, has been bit with that, but do you know somebody, do you know somebody whose eyes finally were opened to how crappy it is, uh, to be a gun owner and how free we aren't with, with what should be our freedom under the second amendment. And, but while people are, are, uh, chiming in out there in the chat with any of that defense dad, um, what did you run into when you were in the sporting goods store? Well, so I, mean, I I saw it actually several times, but the one the one you're talking about, I was there. Like it got to the point where here, where like a lot of places, there were literally you had to stand in line and you had to sign in, and once they had so many people, you had to wait. They could so I was up at you know it was at Shields and it was uh, see they closed at nine that night. It was like eight thirty. I was just there picking something up I had already ordered and just to pick up at the counter, so they let me in. But there was a gal; she really wanted the only the only thing she could get because she didn't have a pistol purchase permit was a self defense shotgun, and they had so many people ahead of her in line they couldn't possibly uh, process any more forty four seventy threes that night. So she was freaking out because, like, she's like, it's supposed to be so easy. I should just be able to buy and go. Like, what do you mean? What is this paperwork? And, like, she she believed that she, she was, like, drinking the Kool-Aid that she'd seen on CNN or whatever news station. And she was seriously having a panic attack, crying and yelling because she couldn't buy. Number one, they were completely out of defensive shotguns. She, she just wanted any shotgun. Wow. And she was freaking out, but like they had so many people ahead of her that we can't process any more 4473s tonight. They're not going to go through, and they had to close. So it was a pretty eye opener for her. And I, I saw that a couple times up there. Wow. Yeah. And that's just, again, people finding out that, you know, you can't just walk in and cash and carry. You've got to, there, there's no dealer, there's no FFL who's willing to risk their FFL. Uh, for those of you that don't know, that's federal firearms license. So when we, we call them an FFL, that's just a catch-all term. It literally means the the license that they're given by the federal government to sell to buy and sell guns um, and be a dealer. But there there's no there's no FFL dealer out there who's willing to risk losing their FFL by cutting corners or or doing something that is under the table, shady, illegal. Um, and, and this is coming in a day and age where even the the shops that are doing everything, well, I shouldn't say doing everything right, they're not intentionally fudging paperwork or, or doing anything uh, illegally intentionally. But Biden's got the ATF just on a witch hunt looking for paperwork processing errors. Somebody dotted an I or crossed a T where it shouldn't have been or forgot to dot the I or cross the T. Uh, any clerical error, flat out mistake. It was an employee doing their first ever 4473, made a mistake on it. The ATF is using that as an excuse to shut down that dealer and pull their license right now. And it's 
it's terrible. Um, there needs to be a little bit more leniency, I think, and, and find out what the case is. Because again, I don't know of any dealer who's willing to break the law because I mean, that that's, that's just like, um, you know, if, if you drive a truck for a living and you know, you, you get a too many DUIs and lose your license, then you can't make a living anymore. So all the guys that I know that depend on their driver's license to make a living, uh, they don't get caught with, you know, drinking and driving and things like that. They have to be responsible. Same thing with, with firearms dealers. Uh, they have to be responsible. They have to do things the right way or they don't get to do things at all, especially when we have an administration like this one who is weaponizing their alphabet bureaus the way that this one does. So, um, but out there in the chat, uh, I was looking for some of the questions. We got a few more people that are popping in and out here. Chris from the 740 is out there. Uh, Chris, you got a link. If you want to hop in real quick before we wrap up, you sure could. Um, American Ammo and Firearms is out there. Um, so uh, so hey to, to all of you. Um, Rich White had to head out. But uh, I'm not seeing any actual comments from anybody that that knows someone who who finally got you know got the blinders taken off or or at least you know had their eyes open and realized um just how restrictive uncle sam is when it comes to to buying these firearms um and and not just uncle sam but um state governments as well like you know pickles not here but uh um calaveras out there in in california stan i mean he's got to have a state issued license just to buy ammo and go through a background check every time he buys ammo and pay the fee for that background check just to buy ammo so he's he's not in a position where i shouldn't say he's not in a position i don't know what his financials are but but that's prohibitive to go through when if if you're going to go to you know the i don't know if they have shields in california but academy or or whoever they do have cabela's or bass pro um you go into the store you, you don't buy a one box of, of ammo, one box of 20 rounds of, of carry ammo or 50 rounds of, of ball ammo or something like that because you're going to pay the same amount uh, for that background check no matter how many rounds you buy. So these are the guys that are buying in bulk. They're buying cases at a time to make it more cost effective to do it. It's, you know, it's kind of like when you get that free shipping and you, you load up your cart on whatever website because you get the free shipping at that point, right? Um, or... A flat rate shipping or something like that so um it's kind of the same deal so all the things that i said earlier about buying one box every time you go to the store well if you're in california or any other state that has a background check for ammo i don't know if there are any more which ones they are i mean you're, you're in the same boat as pickle is out there in california i mean um you know they've got a, a roster you can only buy certain handguns um i don't know what they have for long guns but they've got restrictions on AR-15s and, and the features that they can have that make them more shootier or more killier or, or something more deadlier. I don't know how, anyway, the, there's supposed to be some sort of logic to it, I guess, is what they tell me. Um, I don't know something I'd like to see. Yeah, what? So these people who think it's so easy to purchase, uh, I'm not talking handguns because they don't sell them, but long guns. And I'm not... I'm not a proponent of buying guns at this place, but 
Send one of those people to Walmart to purchase a gun. Because <laughs> that is the most restrictive place in the in Nebraska that I've ever purchased a firearm. Yeah. And the reason I say that for people who've never tried to buy one from there, you can purchase the gun. You still have to pay pass the background check. First, you have to find someone who's authorized to sell them, which takes 20 minutes to half an hour. And then once they do, they generally don't know how to run the, the 4473, so they have to find a manager to go do it. Once you get all that done, you're allowed to purchase the firearm, No, not a single box of ammo with it, and they escort you out the store, physically out of the store, and you have to leave before you can come back in and buy in anything else. So yeah. those people who believe it's so easy to buy guns anywhere, make them try to buy from that place. Yeah. Yeah, well, or any place. <clears throat> or it, here's another thing you can do is if you're a TV news station, you can actually hire somebody uh, from Chicago to go across the state line into Indiana and try and make a straw purchase and then bring that handgun back into Chicago and you can film it all and have video evidence of the, the straw purchase, um, which I guess if you are a news station in Chicago, you can get away with that, though, because that's not been prosecuted. Um, but, I mean, in their quest to show how easy it is to get a gun, all they did was show how easy it is to break the law. Sure, I mean, if you know a guy you know back alley uh bob who's who's got the the van full of guns um that estelle getty purchased one from in the movie stopper my mom will shoot which six of you saw and five of you hated um but I, honestly i mean there's there's not that dude just sitting there in, the, in an alley with his van full of guns saying hey kid come here you want to buy a gun you know it, it doesn't happen except for on tv but there are ways right we all know that criminals no other criminals who can hook them up okay that that's not what we're talking about though i mean pass any law and there's going to be people that are willing to break it right i mean at this rate i'm thinking pretty soon we should just make it against the law for one person to to murder another person um that would maybe stop people from murdering each other if it was against the law right so again we all know preaching to the choir here it, laws don't affect criminals laws affect the law abiding um and and so yeah sure you you can show how easy it is to circumvent the law if you want to but but you're not proving anything um what people need to know is how hard it is to follow it how restrictive it is to follow it and how prohibitive it can be to follow it especially if you want to carry concealed and you live in a state where you don't you know like Nebraska, where you, you have to ask permission from the state to, to be able to walk around and not let the whole world know that you're armed. Um, and you have to pay, uh, you know, you have to pay an instructor to take a class so that you know what you need to know and you can prove that you know what you need to know to go to the state and, and beg for their permission. Um, and they'll run a background check on you and, and check over, um, make sure that your instructor that you went to was on the up and up and, and everything else. And uh, then they'll grant you uh, the privilege of concealing your handgun in public, uh, in, except for in the restricted areas where, again, you have to take the class to, to know where you can and can't carry concealed. Um, have somebody go through that process, even if they don't intend 
to to carry concealed have them just go through the process of getting their permit and seeing you know all the hoops you have to jump through just to do that and the cost not counting the cost of buying a handgun or if you're not going to buy one to take that class then you need to either line it up with the instructor uh so you don't have to to do a, a 4473 if you borrow theirs you know and, and they're with you the whole time or um you can rent one if you do this at a range that rents firearms or you can borrow one from a friend but you have to do a dealer transfer in order to do that to unless your friend goes with you to the class and you take turns shooting it um it's it's just it's asinine even in a what people assume is a, a great state for gun owners in nebraska but we are you know consistently in the bottom 25 when nra or excuse me guns and ammo publishes their annual um best best gun states or whatever list um you know i mean nebraska is typically 36 38 somewhere in there um which is probably the number that will be to get constitutional carry at this point will will probably be the 36th or 38th we were about that for permitted carry so permitless carry will be about the same hopefully not hopefully next year we can make changes but those of you in nebraska we can't do it without you um so so yeah um a few comments out there that kind of kind of just are echoing things that we've already said uh g i agree uh talking about you know weaponizing the atf best way to wear out longtime ffls and to terrorize new FFLs. It keeps FFLs out of more areas, rural and urban, rich and poor. Yeah, if if you're terrified that, you know, you're going to face big fines and lose your, you know, it costs a lot of money and there's a ton of paperwork just to get the FFL. Excuse me. And then if you're terrified that you're going to lose it and waste all that money and effort just because of a, a potential, you know, clerical error, on on the part of whoever filled out the form um yeah i mean i it's prohibitive people are like it's not worth it you know it's not worth taking the chance i'm just not gonna do it uh not gonna do it wouldn't be prudent um and so when they terrorize the ffls they determine who will even be an ffl and who might become one and and yeah they can they can discourage people from doing it um also says today i didn't realize that about today i haven't had a lot of time to be on any social media and get reminders today's the 36th anniversary of the the gun owners protection act um i think or it's actually called firearm owners protection act right fopa they call it uh which protect gun shops in 1986 but also gave us the hughes amendment uh and that's all the people today will focus on but yeah fopa and hughes amendment came at the same time uh so uh so at least there is some federal protection especially if you're traveling um as well that's part of that uh lots of lots of stuff did happen um for oh okay, and i didn't realize this uh from 1968 to 1986 which is between the the gun control act and the firearm owners protection act uh every time anyone bought any ammo they had to leave their name and address on a piece of paper in the shop violence and crime never went down and that obligation was removed kind of like the 1994 assault weapons ban uh you know it had that sunset clause written into it where uh if it didn't do any good then they had uh, the option to not renew it right in 2004 which is what happened and and uh george w bush 
said he wouldn't sign it even if they did repass it. So, um, so that was allowed to sunset, which make no mistake. If they get something like that again, they'll have learned their lesson. There will be no sunset clause in it. It will literally take an act of Congress to, to get rid of it. If they ever put it into place, uh, you, you listening to me right now, I don't care if it's live tonight or after the fact, you know, five years from now, you listening to me, if you are an American citizen, you have the power to prevent that. But that only happens if you recognize that power and exercise that power. It's called voting and making sure that good candidates go to Congress so that we don't get bad laws passed. Um, Pat, thank you for the super chat. We appreciate you. 10 bucks from Pat. Didn't even ask a question, which is okay here in the panel, so you can ask away. Um, Blitz says, and Blitz knows these things. He is from Illinois. Uh, Springfield Armory helped lobby for the legislation that killed all the mom and pop FFLs around me. Also, Rock River, very strong dislike for Springfield. Amen. Uh, I've said it many times. A lot of you may not realize why I'm so down on Springfield and Rock River, but that's why. Uh, long story short, they uh, they were going to oppose a bill that would require all FFLs in the state of Illinois to, um, among other things, put in a, a video surveillance system, which is bad enough. It had to cover basically everything but the bathroom. Um, any any place that guns were sold, stored, or transported through, and so that would be a hallway, uh, had to be under video surveillance and. I, Blitz, correct me if I'm wrong here. I think you had to go back, what was it, five months, three months or five months on the servers. Um, they couldn't be uploaded to a server off-site. You had to have the memory on-site to have, I think, at least 90 days worth of video that could be pulled up at any time, and it could have been longer. Uh, it, that's prohibitive. A server that big is is thousands and thousands of dollars plus the cameras. And these little mom and pops just can't afford it. So Springfield and Rock River were going to oppose that because uh, it would have affected them as well. But then somehow, miraculously, some lobby group that they they disavow all knowledge from, even though the address for that lobby group was inside their headquarters. But uh, that's just an unfortunate coincidence. Uh, they didn't know this was happening and, and have no control over that lobbyist that that works out of their building. Um, got a carve out for manufacturers. So it only affected uh, dealers and not manufacturers. Uh, and all of a sudden Springfield and rock river just went uh, neutral, went silent on it and didn't stand in the way. And that law passed. And a lot of mom and pops did close their doors because they couldn't afford to stay open uh, and abide by all the laws. So uh, that's the short version. There's a lot more to it than that even. Um, but uh, uh who uh matt never enough ammo has this whole video series called go yourself and springfield and rock river go yourself um which makes me mad because springfield seems like it's building some pretty solid stuff um uh, i'm not giving them any of my money if i find one used then maybe i will not an xd i see xds in the used counter all the time i never see springfield 1911s in the used counter. And I usually don't see M1As in the used rack either. So that's how I know they must be pretty solid because people that buy them keep them. Um, 
but if I find one used, I'm not opposed to it. I'd really like to try out the new Springfield clone of the, the high power. If I find one in the used counter, that may happen. Or if somebody has one that they want to part with, you know, privately, and we'll do it legally through a dealer. Uh, I would love to have a secondhand one that the money goes to you and, and not Springfield Armory because they can go themselves. So, all right. See how that worked? Live broadcast. And yet my producer is so good that she was able to mute me uh, every time I said. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, just in real time, too. There's not even a delay. Blitz says, yeah, I, I got it pretty close. Um, where there used to be five FFLs, there are now none. Um, fees for the license. And didn't they add a second license um, that was basically just, it was like an FFL, but it added a state FL, like a, a, an Illinois FL as well, or something like that. So you had to go through the same hoops with the state of Illinois that uh, you already went through with the federal government to say that you can sell guns. Um, just added an extra layer of licensing and fee onto it. Um, Springfield isn't making anything anyways, just importing. Well, I mean, yeah, the, the HS product stuff, the HS 2000, um, that they're bringing in from Croatia. That's again, seems kind of solid. Just not a fan of the stuff I've shot it before. And they're just not for me. Uh, I shot the Hellcat that somebody had. Yeah, I don't hate that gun. If somebody else imported it, I'd be all over it, but it is what it is. Um, I don't know about their 1911s where they're made. I thought those were made in-house. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, somebody. But yeah, they seem like they're pretty solid. So I guess it's going to be Ruger, maybe Kimber. We'll see. Um, but uh, all right. So, oh, I gotcha. G-Webs was making sure that he didn't have to put it into two messages. So yeah, Firearms Owners Protection Act. Okay, cool. Have we forgotten anything? Have we missed anything? It's about time to wrap up because my beautiful bride's up way past her bedtime tonight. Cool. I think we're good, man. All right. So real quick, before we wrap this up, um, oh, Defense Dad, I, I know you didn't put this over in the main chat, but over in the in the private chat, just for the people on screen, Defense Dad was asking, um, by that logic, would I buy a used gun that was from Turkey? Yeah, same story. I still, anybody that knows for sure, tell me yes or no, because I can't find it. I, I've done some research. I can't tell if the Turkish government ever actually funded money to ISIS and if they still do or any kind of terrorism. I won't buy a gun from Turkey because I don't want my money to fund terrorism. Um uh, a used Turkish gun, Kanik or, or SAR, whatever. Um, yeah, not opposed to trying it if it's secondhand, just like a Springfield, and the money doesn't actually go back to, to Turkey. But if I buy that Gerson from, from, say, Shields, if they had one, and, uh, you know, yeah, my money goes to Shields, so it's going up to North Dakota. But then Shields is going to turn around and order another one to replace that one and so my money indirectly does go over to turkey then whereas if it is a used gun then all bets are off so yep same thing um all right so real quick here then let me get this back over onto the screen one last time uh, we want to thank our sponsors for 
helping us go live on multiple platforms. Today's show is brought to you by Garrett Keel at Open Country Firearms in Osmond, Nebraska. Uh, Garrett's goal with Open Country was to create a great storefront and assist responsible gun owners in new and used purchases, custom orders, transfers, and more. He has always been an advocate for the Second Amendment and thought opening his own gun store would be an excellent way to help shooters get what they want and connect with new people. Call Garrett at 402-841-0970 or visit OpenCountryFirearms.com for some of the best deals on new and used firearms, ammunition, and of course now suppressors. Uh, and he's telling me with that new e-file that uh, what used to take 8 to 10 months, a year or better, is happening in less than 90 days. People are getting their fire their suppressors uh in about three months time now with that e-file they're they're just flying through the paperwork so great news um one of the reasons i haven't ponied up the dough uh and the extra 200 bucks for the tax stamp is because of it just it's bugged me to have to wait that long and have the thing sit in in suppressor jail the whole time but that's cutting down so so again now it's just the cost we get that uh, that money thing fixed by by teaching extra classes and and uh yes we'll be adding at least one suppressor as a training tool of course um because suppressed firearms are so much more uh so so much better for new shooters who you know aren't quite acclimated to the noise and the recoil yet uh so and make sure you let garrett know if you do go over there uh that we sent you if you go to the website just bear in mind uh it's not his only job and it's not even his first job and so he updates the website as often as he can. But uh, if you get over to his Facebook page, which is still Open Country Firearms, then uh, when he gets new stuff in, that usually hits Facebook right away. Uh, I don't know if he gets it on the website always as quickly, but uh, you can always reach out to him on Facebook or call him and just say, hey, what do you have or what can you get me? Uh, and if he can find it, I guarantee he will. And like I said, he's going to give you as good a deal as he can, which is going to be better than a lot of uh, the places that you're going to look up online. So, all right, let's go back through and just let everybody have any uh, closing thoughts. And of course, you get to do the shameless plugs. So uh, we always go clockwise to start with and counterclockwise to end with. So Pat, closing thoughts. Where can people find more of you? Uh, you can find me on uh, YouTube at Pat in a Bunker. And uh, hopefully here pretty soon once uh, everything kind of calms down here before Thunder on the Range, I will get the uh, video out on the AR that I finally think that I've got the way I want. Uh, cool. Finally uh, found a couple of missing pieces to the puzzle that uh, fit my my face and my eyes right anyway so uh yeah that's where you can find me uh good show tonight uh, thanks for having me on as always and uh yeah great chat tonight cool thanks for being here all right and we know where to find you if you're in the bunker we can't uh and if you're in the field you're in the field so we'll find you in the tractor yep and hopefully you'll find me in about two weeks at thunder on the range <laughs> on the prairie can't wait um all right, and before I move on, Blitz did throw out a super sticker, which on the screen, it doesn't show you the sticker, but if you're on YouTube, then you can see the cool hot dog sticker out there um, in the chat. So thanks for the $1.49 super sticker. We appreciate it. Um, 
All right, I'm going to let you guys uh, figure out who's talking about Thunder on the Prairie. But in the meantime, Travis, closing thoughts, where can people find more of you? Yeah, just check out my YouTube channel, TravisP11. And uh, again, I've good discussion tonight. The last two years have been the most interesting of my life, and I'm only 45 years old. But it's been a really interesting last two years. That's all I yeah. got to say. Just everything, everything. Um, no, so I appreciate having the discussion tonight. It's good to kind of kick back and reflect and hope that we don't have to regress to that area, although nobody knows where things are going at this point. Um, otherwise, yeah, Thunder on the Prairie 2022 is going to happen on June 4th. If anybody's interested in that event, it's an event that's kind of designed for YouTubers uh, that have gun channels, Pro 2A channels, to get together, do some shooting, do some filming, have a good time. Uh, Defense Dad and I are, are putting it together, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you're interested, just email me at thecalibercorner at gmail.com, and I'll get you the information that you need. Although you're kind of running out of time here, it's going to be happening in just a couple weeks, but we've got, you know, over, I think over 15 or 16 people signed up at this point, so it's going to be a good time. And it's going to happen. We got a lot of great sponsors on board. And I just personally, real quick, I've got Caliber Corner Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Central Time. We'll be doing an episode of that on Saturday. I didn't do it tonight. I was just too busy with work. I wasn't able to do my weekly episode. But uh, normally we do a Thursday 6 p.m. episode also. So it'll so, happen on Saturday. Yeah. So you chose our show over your own tonight? If you I was working up to the point that I got the invite. Well, until I decided to join it. I was actually doing work work here at home for my job. Uh, I had to stop and like at like 7:59 and check my email, and then I saw the invite had been sitting there for a while. So uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So so yeah. Uh, Get off my lawn. Podcast is more important to Travis than his own show. You heard it here first. That's well, no, keeping the lights that. on is more important to me because if I don't work, then I don't eat, and I don't keep electricity on, and then the show doesn't happen. So <laughs> so so what you're yeah. saying, if I'm hearing you right, is that our show is more important than your own show, and and that's you know I got to put the I got to put the team before the leader. You know that's all I can say. I got to put the team before the leader. So <laughs> I I got to look out for my people. You know you're all travelers, so it's all important. So. Gotta, you know that's that's a sign of a good leader as he puts his people. Uh, as, you know, as a self proclaimed so. travite, we do appreciate the king of the travites. <laughs> But real quick, last thing, season five. Season five is kicking off on uh, on Saturday. That'll be officially. Well, we already hit the five-year mark if I would have done an episode today. But still, so season five will kick off on Saturday. So, so be fun. What's the topic Saturday? Uh, Saturday is going to be just, just how to be a better shooter overall, how to be more, more efficient, more effective with your firearms, how to be a better shooter. We talk about okay. training, talk about places to go to get stuff, maybe lower-cost options for being a better shooter in general. We haven't had a discussion like that for a while. We can talk about, you know, e-training devices and stuff like that. Good old-fashioned classes now that a lot of the classes are back in session. Uh, or just just things that people do just to be a more proficient shooter. So it'd be a good one. Cool, cool. That is yeah, a point. I, I haven't posted it yet, but I will. I happen to know a guy. I'll throw mm -hmm. that up in the top right corner of the screen real quick. Sand Hills defense thing going on up here. So, you know. Right look, at look at that. Look at that. Be your responder. own first responder. So, yep. <laughs> No. That's right. Whoops. That's right. <clears throat> that back. I'll put it back to Garrett where it needs to be. So, all right. Uh, thanks for being here, Travis. We appreciate the fact yeah, no that problem, you, you love us more than you love uh, your Myself. own and your own viewers. So, uh, pretty much, that yeah. is <laughs> selflessness. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, personified, right there. We appreciate you, uh, Defense Dad. You can bat clean up. Final thoughts, and where can people find more of you? Oh, good show tonight. Good discussion. Um, yeah, back to Thunder on the Prairie a little bit. Uh, if anybody, whoever does show up, has a chance to win, let's see, 
yeah. Some of that Lots stuff of behind guys. Travis and two uppers. Some of that, two uppers are going to some of that stuff back here from behind me. Two optics. Is that a Mantis um, X you're giving away? No, there's some <laughs> stuff on that shelf, but not all that stuff on the oh, shelf. Okay. <laughs> That's the Most first of it's actually out of the living room. We got we have holsters for people that sign up early. We've got uh, a lot of swag coming everybody's way. A lot of goodies. Blackout Coffee Company is going to keep us highly caffeinated and very twitchy the whole day, so that's good. Uh, yeah, yeah. As far as me, if you want to see my stuff, it's Defense Dad on YouTube. Um, a little teaser, I do have a second channel getting ready to start. It is actually not gun-related, so we'll see how that goes. Cool. I can't wait to see that stuff. All right. Just real curious, uh, Blackout Coffee as a sponsor, is, is Jared from Guns and Gadgets actually going to come out and join us? I probably not. I don't think so. But, did you invite uh, him? Uh, no, actually, we did. We just, if anybody sees these videos and wants to come, I guess we didn't reach out to any big channels. We just thought, well, hey, if anybody watches our videos and wants to I come, did. To I did. You're back. Oh, you did. Uh, okay. 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 Uh, and I actually, I'd been working with Blackout Coffee before Jared bought into it because I think he's a co owner. So okay. I, I actually been doing reviews for them for years, and I just reach out to them once in a while if I want to try some coffee. That's or awesome. they were awesome about it. They said they said, "Hey, what's going on?" And and I told them it's going to be small channels, and they said, "Hey, that's cool. You know, we want to keep you guys caffeinated." So yeah, and and, and keep in mind that Blackout Coffee uh, has has never distanced themselves from Kyle Rittenhouse the way that some other coffee companies have. No, Blackout actually is very pro two A. Very <laughs> they they they're a really good company. Very small company. It's just a couple people that actually own it small shop in florida and they've grown tremendously yeah. uh, a lot of it was because of what had happened with black rifle and what they had come out and said or well, at least their owner co-owner whatever ceo uh got kind of found out to be supporting and a lot of people left them and went over to blackout so it's kind of an interesting story so and i haven't yeah. bought coffee of, of any brand in so long that it's it predates anybody knowing who kyle rittenhouse even was so well, i got a little packet for you from blackout so you can take some home with you when you go oh, okay cool. there right. you go everybody gets a free packet so yeah nice all right yep. and yeah just thunder on the prairie of course so we're not going to make it to the event because i have to work the day job uh we were gonna stay the night come down for supper stay the night hang out on sunday and then we realized that we actually have a house guest uh that night now we, we can be gone for the evening but we really shouldn't stay out of town when we have somebody staying at our house um and so so we're, we're planning now we're going to come down for supper meet up with everybody after the the event happens and then break bread with y'all hang out for a little bit visit then we have to come home um but anybody who's around for thunder on the prairie on saturday please plan on supper afterwards because we want to hang out with you. So, yeah. um, all right. So we've got the, uh, the list and, uh, I love being back on Facebook because we get so many extra people now. Uh, so on the YouTube side, we had gun websites, uh, Pat in the bunker, rich white, Mike blitz, agorizer, Jeff Moeller, gizzard, Gary, Patriot in the dark, DJ play nice defense, dad, Travis P 11, Jamie Brown, I didn't see you out there, Jamie. I'm sorry. I would have said hi. Tacos and French fries. Chris from the 740. American Ammo and Firearms. And Grim90 made a quick appearance uh, before uh, before the buzzer sounded. On the Facebook side, we only had one comment on the Facebook side. Um, that was from Kathleen. But also uh, <clears throat> popping in because it, it lets us know that you're watching. Um, Paul, Mark, Mitch, Tim. Is that Carolina? uh trent patrick fred mike josh vivian vicky gary donnie 
of course, Kathleen, Rod, Braylon, and William were all joining us on the Facebook side. And I didn't see anything pop up on the little tab for Twitter, so people may have watched it. Nobody commented. Uh, if you're on the YouTube side, we don't get to see you unless you comment. If you're on Facebook, uh, Sandhill Sweetheart does watch that, and we get to see that you popped in. But we want you to comment. So so don't make Kathleen be the sole commenter out there. Um on the Facebook side, we'll, we'll keep it going on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube for now. Uh, anyway, because uh, StreamYard doesn't have uh, a whole lot of other platforms that I'm on as, as options yet to live stream to. So, all right. Um, next week, back to the normal time, 8 o'clock Central Time, Thursday nights, like always. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what the topic's going to be. But uh, we'll make it a good one, and we'll have a fun discussion. Hope to see all of you there. Hope to see uh, maybe a few more people will be able to, uh, to jump in the panel. We'll get a cool discussion going. Uh, and again, share this with all your friends who you think need to hear it. And let, let all your friends know, if you've got people that you are close with, not just acquaintances, but close friends who don't see the world the way that I do, and they're kind of outspoken and you think they'd be a good fit to just come on and, and discuss a topic and and present an opposing viewpoint please invite them let them know at least have them come check out what we do and so they can kind of see what they would be getting into but we won't do gotchas we won't do gang ups or anything like that if we need to it'll just be two of us on the screen but um you know i would love to have somebody actually come in here and present differing viewpoints and we can actually have an honest real discussion not an argument not a debate just a discussion and and get some points out on both sides and then uh i will do what fox news has always claimed to do uh i don't think they actually do we'll report and let you decide how about that so uh having said all that on behalf of uh our sponsors and of course our panelists pat and travis and defense dad and on behalf of sandhill sweetheart and myself and the puppy who uh who had to go outside and then uh she was causing trouble so we just didn't bring her back in the room uh so on behalf of of miss liberty bell thank you all for joining us please help us grow this that means that we need you to share this and have more people tune in next time uh, we love you god bless you it's late it's time to go you guys don't have to go home but you can't stay here get off my lawn Stay safe.